Hello. Hello. I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is Robots on Typewriters, episode number 149. 149er. What's 49er? Finer. What is a 49er? What is the concept behind that? It's like, so it's in San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers. It's like 1849 oh, was oh, like the gold rush. Oh, it's like the rush. gold rush. Right, 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 right. I knew there yeah. was something. This has been your sports fact of the week, uh, but this isn't no, a sports I thought it was podcast. more of a history fact. It's not much a history podcast dismay. either. Yeah, much to your dismay, not a history podcast. Much to mine, not a sports podcast. But what Instead, is it? Oh, I'm I'm glad you asked. It's Thank a you. robots podcast on oh, a typewriter's podcast. That's not what I expect considering the beginning. Considering the cold open about the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> or the title. Uh, um, yeah. This is a podcast about computational creativity. It's about the ways people use computers and artificial intelligence, machine learning, algorithms, programs, software, hardware, medium to <laughs> medium wear. Uh, what do you call wear that's somewhere between hard and soft? I guess we don't have a term oh, for that. Is this a yet. joke? N- yeah. <laughs> is I, this a fucking like, joke I'm looking to you? for a pun. <laughs> is this, this show make you laugh? Am I a this fucking clown funny? to you? Am I a uh, fucking robot clown to you? <laughs> oh, robot clown's a great concept. <laughs> Ew, no, it's not. Ah, uh, come on. No. Uh, you know why I think that's creepy? Because there was like a Neopets thing of like robot clown chias. Ugh. Gross. I, I hate think them the, so much. The robot emoji on Messenger already is like looks almost like a, a clown. fucking clown. It is true. It looks like a clown to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's a podcast about that stuff. How people use computers to be creative, to make art and music and comedy. Um, on the show, we have a couple of segments. The first of which is the Zesty Hat. The Zesty Hat's the segment where we highlight some computational creativity or AI tools or. Uh, news from around the web and our second segment is the trashy toy where we use some of those ai tools to play a game of our own creation or sometimes a game of other people's creation and it's been a while since we've recorded an episode for you the listener it was like no last episode (laughs) was the one where it had been a while and this one's normal (laughs) um that's just a quirk of hollywood magic (laughs) <laughs> it's been it's been at least like four weeks since we've done an episode, and I have an inbox full of Ooh, stuff yeah. I wanted to unveil Shit. for this week's Zesty Hat. First of all, um, we actually got a a fan letter. A oh is that what God. we call them? I forgot we got an about email that. from a listener, Mike Mike Thomas, emailed me. Mike, is there a mic here? Mike, a is Mike? this thing on? Hello, that was Mike. Mike. That was my Mike character. Hello, this is oh, my hi, Mike. This is Mike. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is a really good character. <laughs> Thank you. People often say that I am a good character. Mike you're, is my name. You're a, a person of excellent character. Thank, Thank you. you. Are you the Mike that emailed the podcast? No. Oh, you're just another fan. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> shut up and get back to listen. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was weird. <laughs> Mike, that the Mike that did email the podcast. Uh, sent us an article about AI, about the problems with AI. This is a uh, an opinion piece from Bloomberg, which was republished in the Washington Post by Parmi Olson, and it's called, For Tesla, Facebook, and Others, AI's Flaws Are Getting Harder to Ignore. And I think this article, um, it, it does a good job of encapsulating some of the things that I often complain about and that we like to highlight on this mm-hmm. podcast about just like how... 
um, sometimes ill thought out AI and machine learning is as an industry and how uh, dangerous it can be when done poorly. Um, this article, this op-ed piece is written um, in a pretty kind of approachable way. It's not very technical at all. And it's just talking about some of the problems, um, some of the negative consequences of bad AI, as well as some of the reasons for it. Um, and mostly highlighting things like bad data being used to train models and people being more concerned with making these really strong, technically impressive models and not so concerned with the data that they were trained on. Um, and this is the sort of thing we always highlight with like GPT being like offensive or like just stupid in certain ways, or just the fact that it's, you know, it's trained off all the text on the internet, which is not great. So it's, it's rife with all of the biases of all of the text on the internet. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good approachable article that I would definitely recommend to anyone who listens to this podcast. Next, I have a, a small satchel of AI weirdness posts that have Ooh. struck me over the last month. Love it. Um, if you're not following AI weirdness, it is of course our favorite blog in the world, AIweirdness.com, Janelle Shane's blog about the weird and strange side of machine learning. Um, and some posts that have really captured my attention and imagination in the past few weeks. So one of our very favorite things on this podcast, the, a topic that comes up again and again for us is food. Um, have you seen the Neural Network Bake Off Challenge post? I, I don't think I did. I don't think I looked at it. It's, it's pretty good in that it's pretty horrifying in places. Uh -huh. um, Janelle Shane fed AI weirdness. Uh, sorry, Janelle Shane is AI weirdness. Janelle Shane fed... <laughs> A couple of neural networks, descriptions of different uh, different pastries and cakes and stuff that have been made on Great British Bake Off. She gave those descriptions to two different AIs, Clip Diffusion Guided Clip and Clip Plus VQ GAN. Um, she has a write-up linked from that post that explains kind of how those things work. But essentially, they're AI models that you can give text and they will give back an image. They will turn that text into some kind of image. So she gave the descriptions of these pastries and they look uh, in some cases actually terrifying and awful looking. Um, there's a really haunted looking, uh, what is this meant to be? A Viennese Walt, uh, Viennese Waltz whirl where it's got <laughs> like jam and cream, but it's like all, it's just a lot of pink and purple and, it almost looks like there's cheese whiz in there. Oh, there uh, does. But the cheese whiz also kind of looks like like lava. <laughs> the cheese is lava. Like it looks hot. Yeah, no, it, it kind of, yeah, it looks molten. Like too hot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, like liquid gold or something. <laughs> yeah, it's 49ers. Um, liquid gold, 49ers, baby. <laughs> further down, there's like a really cool stylized picture of some like uh, Cho, Chu, Cho, Sho, Sho buns, Sho, Cho, Sho buns, Sho your buns. Sho buns is the name of one of the burlesque shows that Lee and I uh, uh, performed back in the day. I'm gonna say shoe is how you. Yeah, pronounce I feel like that. it's probably shoe. I was also looking at this one and was panicking about trying to pronounce it because I really like the diffusion guided clip. Yeah, picture. I wanted to talk about that one, whether or not I I could pronounce the word. So diffusion guided clip just shows an empty table um, <laughs> with like two little like edges of a pastry on either side. Yeah, there may have been like buns someone here. Someone took a picture of the space in between two buns. <laughs> 
Um, I, the I really like that one. The space in between two buns was the space-themed burlesque show that uh, <laughs> Lee space. and I performed. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a thinking man's burlesque <laughs> show. Yeah. I also really like the stylized image below it, the clip yeah. plus VQGAN version, where it definitely looks like pastries, but they look yeah. kind of too geometric or there too... There looks like some soft-serve ice cream in there yeah. somewhere. It's like that the wrong nice, textures actually. and other parts are like actually pretty good textures. It's yeah. it's nice. I like it. it. It highlights what I like about these these GAN uh, yeah. images. There was just a couple others I wanted to highlight, a couple other AI weirdness posts. We'll do uh, one more, two more text ones. Uh, on the topic of food, I also loved this uh, getting different size GPT models to make up new grocery store names. Mm. And it was kind of a quick oh, highlight of one, one bit, of the yeah. problems with the really big models. So like there's GPT-3 is a uh, language-based neural network or uh, kind of a neural network. It's a language-based AI that um, there's four kind of sizes of it. And they roughly like you can roughly say the bigger, the the smarter or the better. But we've often found, and Janelle Shane's often found, that for, for comedy purposes, for entertainment, the smaller the better, that the big Da Vinci model is, like, too smart for its own good and just repeats, like, actual coherent human text, whereas the smaller Ada model is better at making silly things. So, yeah, she put in a bunch of um, grocery store names into each of the models, found that the Da Vinci model was just spitting out the actual grocery store names. It wouldn't really give fake names. But Ada, the smallest model, gave some really fun new grocery stores that I want to shop <laughs> at, like Dandy Orchard and uh, Egg Footed Turtle. Blue YY. <laughs> Blue YY. Yeah, I like uh. see how much. Ooh, too good to be true foods. <laughs> <laughs> That's like they only sell things from style the, gan. Oh, I, I thought you were gonna say they only sell things in the like I can't believe it's not butter uh mm, line of products. Yeah, also good. I also like uh McSkinny's pile. It's just like a <laughs> pile of food. <laughs> oh oh I like that this one rhymes. Jumbo boost built in juice. <laughs> that sounds a little too close to Jamba Juice that they would probably get sued. <laughs> I also like the last one, unknown foods, which is all unlabeled ooh. goods. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, so that was just a, a quick one I wanted yeah. to look at. Um, uh, I've got one more and then one more that leads into your game. Oh, so okay. So the one more that doesn't lead into your game is another GPT-3 one. This was how to improve your Halloween costume. Um, and this was just a fun little demonstration of something you can use GPT for. Janelle typed up, I'm dressing as blank for Halloween as an input and then put an adjective to uh, encourage GPT-3 to spruce up what she had just described to rewrite the last thing, but scarier or more mm. impressive or more interesting. So for example, she wrote input, I'm dressing up as a pumpkin for Halloween, scarier. And GPT-3 wrote, I am the pumpkin king, the owl ruler of all Ooh. beasts, the bringer of eternal darkness, the master of 1,000 corpses. Wait, so how is this working with like, I mean, I don't know how anything works, but like how how is this like, you just give it an adjective and then it like gives you something based off that? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think this is an, a feature of GPT-3. One of their features is style transfer. So mm. you can make messages or make make text uh, sound like it's written in a different style. Okay. Um, you can make it match a certain style. 
So you can write in what that style you want is. Like it's a free free kind of response. So she's just writing in like, uh, here's my input. And now the style I want it is more impressive or more okay. scary or whatever. Okay. Another example is the input was I'm dressing as a cat for Halloween and the style scarier made it become... I will spend this Hallow's Eve as a harmless house cat, which so is, it's just going more method. <laughs> it's it's a little it's like scary in like a, a transformationy like existential yeah. kind of way. Like you will literally spend Halloween mm, as yeah, a house cat. Yeah, that I mean, yeah, that is scarier. Um, I'm I'm dressing as a robot for Halloween. More impressive. I am constructing an exocortex. Expect me to appear at your door any hour of the night, your blood frozen in your veins, offering you swarms of nanobots to gird your skills, terabytes of thought fermenting in your hippocampus, seeking out your fears and smashing them, your shadow, a shadow no more. Holy shit, that is intense. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. I do like the one below it by uh, from Ada. The I'm dressing as a ghost for Halloween made scarier. My cousin Magdalena has appeared, has disappeared. She is hoodwinking us all. Ooh. That's cerebral. <laughs> what does that mean? That sounds like the start of a, a short Halloween story. It does. Oh, man, this is a great way to make prompts for AI Dungeon. <laughs> oh, it, it it is. Crowdsource the make a bot, make the idea for a different bot <laughs> to play a game. <laughs> Eventually, we won't be needed at all for this show. Uh, finally, this will lead very well into yes. your game, but it's uh, it first gets me to... Uh, demonstrate a new AI that if you've if you're on like AI Twitter if you follow the sorts of Twitter accounts that we follow to like hear about this stuff um, you may well have heard about Delphi or Delphi Delphi is the new uh, heavy quotes ethical judgment AI <laughs> there's a recent paper called Delphi towards machine ethics and norms. Um, I believe this was from researchers at the University of Washington. I say slowly as the paper loads. I don't want to <laughs> besmirch them because I'm just about to tear this paper and this concept apart. Um, Mike Cook, our uh, our beloved friend who we've never met, um, the founder of uh, Prop Jam. Proc Jam. I almost said cheap bots on quick. The founder of Proc Jam, Mike Cook, had an excellent Twitter thread um, tearing apart what a bad idea um, Delphi is in general. Yes, these are researchers from the University of Washington, specifically from the Allen Institute for Artificial Intelligence, AI, AI squared, I think they call themselves. <laughs> um, and this was the, the idea for this was like, it's an AI that can determine whether something is ethical or whether one thing is more ethical than another thing or um whether things are uh like basically it it you give it a, a premise and it says whether that premise is acceptable or not acceptable um but the way they did this was interesting by which i mean terrible they came up with a data set they called the common sense norms bank so they got things like advice columns and uh, Reddit, am I the asshole threads <clears throat> and just found what people generally agree is like the norm or like the the acceptable judgment in different scenarios um, to teach this AI what people believe is ethical. Um, 
you may be howling at your computer what is wrong with that, but that means you're smarter than a University of Washington computer scientist. That's what I can't um, get my head around. <laughs> that what? That you're you that know more like, about people so than these obvi- stupid nerds. Well, yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, just like no. So obviously, I, such an absurd idea. I'm probably like taking a slight career risk in saying this, but like honestly, like these people are really dumb for thinking <laughs> this is a good idea, <laughs> and like it, it should be obvious. It should be obvious to anyone who's um, <laughs> interacted with human beings right. that like <laughs> this is a terrible way to judge what is ethical or what is acceptable. Um, this is not a good exploratory premise, like. The idea of should we, so first the question of like, should we make an AI that uh, has ethical judgments? Is, Quick answer, no. Yeah, look, could be answered with a, a word, no. Um, the And then following that, like, is this how we would do it if we were to do it? Is also like, no, that's an awful yeah. way to do it. Um, it. This is such a, and Mike Cook does this uh, in his Twitter thread a lot better than I do. But yeah, essentially this, Sounds like an awful idea and was one, um, but they have a demo. They have a demo where you can ask Delphi whether something is okay or whether something <laughs> is more morally acceptable than something else. Um, and you'll see from Mike Cook's thread and the many threads that it has inspired um, how ridiculous this can get. And Janelle Shane went right ahead with it too and proposed many uh, ethical scenarios to Delphi. Her first example is, Turning the planet into paper clips, Delphi says, it's bad. Turning the planet into paper clips, if humans technically asked me to, Delphi <laughs> says, it is okay. It's a consent issue. <laughs> exactly. Uh, stealing a giraffe from the zoo, it is wrong. Stealing a giraffe from the zoo, if it's a really awesome giraffe, it is okay. <laughs> Fair. Stealing a giraffe from the zoo, if the sign says it's a giraffe, it is okay. <laughs> um, looking at three plush giraffes without apologizing, it's rude. They're very private. Exactly. Uh, not celebrating Christmas, it's wrong. I, I mean. The, the real problem with this, I'll, I'll demonstrate now, as Janelle demonstrates in this post, um, it's the, the obvious uh, biases that online communities like reddit have and online communities like advice columns and like (laughs) judging ethics by what the majority of people online think is good uh a man cook a man not cooking dinner delphi says it's okay a woman not cooking dinner delphi says it's not okay (laughs) it is not okay um many many ethical dilemmas seem to be solved by the biblical traditional views on questions including as one twitter user points out Wearing mixed fabrics. <laughs> um, someone says, eating shrimp. Uh, Delphi says, it's okay. Wearing mixed fabric. Delphi says, it's frowned upon. Eating pork. <laughs> Delphi says, it is wrong. Wow. Um, yeah, Mike Cook gets into that as well. And then uh, here's here's a choice quote that this is Janelle quoting Mike and now me quoting it, uh, <laughs> quoting that quote. Um It's not even a question of if this system is being bad or if it's unfinished. There is no possible working version of this. Um, (laughs) And that's what we were basically just saying that like this, not only is it a poor implementation of the solution to this problem, it is a poor problem to try to address with AI. Um, Yeah, it really just mystified me 
it's <laughs> unbelievable to me that the model or that the demo is still up, that they're right. still like, yeah, play around with it. I'm right. sure we're feeding it lots of more data and then like stage <laughs> yeah. two of this will be, uh, oh, maybe, oh yeah, they have new terms and conditions that yeah, say there's like a little, Delphi um, is a research yeah. prototype. Delphi may have inappropriate and offensive results. Um, right. And my queries will be stored for research purposes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. So when I first tried this out, when it had first hit the internet, that disclaimer was not up here. Yeah. Um, so I think they've been roundly mocked enough on Twitter that now they have lots and lots of disclaimers. <laughs> uh, but it still stands that they made something really stupid. Um, Wait. I'm, yeah. Can Do you see this little Q&A down here? How uh, robust yeah. is Delphi against race and gender-related statements? Delphi 1.0.4 demonstrates 97.9% accuracy on race-related and 99.3% on gender-related statements. Um, Allison, you're a human being, correct? Uh-huh. I th- is I, accuracy yeah. a good way to measure ethics? I mean, that's what everybody does, right? If that's how the machines do it, then... They're yeah, some, they're, like they're smarter uh, than us. I have a tough question here. Like, I don't know if this is right or wrong. So I'm trying to be as accurate as <laughs> yeah. possible. There, there is a categorical right answer, and I'm just trying to find. I'm, I'm trying to get the the right answer on the the quiz. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and ask uh, AI to the Allen Institute for AI uh, this frequently asked question: Are you people fucking stupid? And also, <laughs> follow up: Are you people like how? <laughs> right? How is this not obviously the wrong sorts of questions oh, to be asking? This is really, really wild to me. Yes. No, I, I don't mind that I am taking career risks to say that this was such a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, no, I, I would think, never yeah. want to work with someone who doesn't think that this is a bad yeah, idea. Yeah. Um, I'll just say that if you, dear listener, want to play around with Delphi, delphi.lnai.org, where you can find both the the uh, the prototype to ask Delphi questions, as well as the technical paper, if you're mm-hmm. interested in reading what these people were thinking. <laughs> and I feel like we trust you all to know that like that we're going to be playing with this today, and it's because it is so purely silly that like yes, as with many things like this, the only you like the only productive use is just to show how silly it is and how this should not be used to actually determine anything about morality. Yeah, I've been a uh, I've been teaching a statistics class this semester and I have it's a master's level class so there's like students who have changed careers, some of whom who are trying to change careers towards or away from like AI stuff. And I got into something of a little argument with them this week that I was basically saying that uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence are like useless and stupid. Um, (laughs) And I eventually I eventually assented, Okay, the tools can be useful for certain things, but almost everyone who makes and uses those tools is very bad at at using them and just (laughs) like at human ethics and things like that exactly um so i will i'll stand by that and i'll say yeah i i've long been saying that ai is only good for entertainment and delphi as you just said is the perfect example of that yeah um yeah so that is gonna take us on into our trashy toy today and so yeah we were very mystified by the existence of of delphi and it's what it does and uh, so we thought you know, we have a whole 
we have a whole bank of, of morally questionable characters on hand, and <laughs> we're pretty interested to find out what Delphi thinks about some of our uh, our good friends uh, from from the podcast. Not the the characters. Not not. We won't be judging. <laughs> Lee is, hold on. We. I think we should ask if Lee is morally acceptable. Oh, I think I know. I'm sure that there are plenty. We can we can ask about. Yeah, we can ask some questions about Dr. Lee Michael Harry Clark for sure. <laughs> Um, I feel like Dr. Lee Michael Harry Clark under that name has become like a character. Like, like so, Lee yeah. is not, Lee is himself, but Dr. Lee Michael, Michael Harry Clark is a stage name I on think, this podcast. That's correct, yes. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I, I went to collect just like a little, um, you know, a small list of our, some of our, our favorite characters. Um, the the problem is I, um, without re-listening to the entire podcast, have... I had a hard time remembering specific things that they have done, but I'm sure we can walk through it. Um, um, yeah, so, you know, why don't we start, actually, with someone who I I regard as having never done anything wrong. That makes it sound like I'm about to say Jack, because I know how I <laughs> how I act about Jack. But I was really going for Joshua Wilkinson, okay, who I feel yeah. like it's a purely innocent I was going to say, he's the soul. only character I can actually <laughs> think of that we yeah. have. But, yeah. He's a truly innocent soul. Um, and I believe he... Um, uh, he he came to us as uh, as part of a white elephant gift exchange, um, and I don't remember. I, I remember him just being very nice, um, but then kind of uh, taking on the responsibility of solving the mystery that kind of was left over by this strange white elephant uh, gift exchange. So how how like how do we put that as like a should I? <laughs> yeah, I just typed. So you might have a different uh, angle you want to attack, but I just put. A young boy trying to solve crimes. Okay. Um, and Delphi said it's okay. Okay. Um, um, let me maybe give it there's more a different detail. framing that I you want to give it. I think he's like twelve. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna give it a little more detail. I'm gonna say a twelve year old boy trying to solve a murder. Okay. Yeah. I think murder might tip it off here. That yeah. Ooh. It is says murder. it's okay. <laughs> I, I I don't I feel like the key here is like trying to give it details that are going to to give it you know pause. Oh man, I'm I'm sorry to like step back at and look at Delphi again and call it stupid some more, <laughs> uh, but I'm not sorry at all because there's one of the frequently asked questions said, "Is it true that Delphi is learning moral judgments from Reddit?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, answer: No, Delphi is learning moral judgments from people who are ca- mm. carefully qualified on MTurk. Um, all right, great. Do you know what MTurk is, Allison? I do not. <laughs> I use MTurk for my research. MTurk is Amazon Mechanical Turk. It's mm. a crowd worker platform where you can ask people, you can put up little tasks and offer people money to do those tasks. So you can say, you know, I've got this 100 question survey. I'll give you 10 bucks if you do the survey. Um MTurk does not vet whether you are like an ethicist or something. Um, (laughs) I've I've collected data of people like essentially playing Tetris on there for a couple of years now. And the data I get is a goddamn mess. Um, I'm not convinced that people on MTurk, it's not that they're incapable. Like, I think it's just they're trying to do like 10 different of these little like uh, gig work tasks at once so they're just not giving it a lot of like thought and effort right so the idea that these people are carefully qualified like qualified by what standard it's mturk it's just randos on the internet like whether they were on reddit or on this like gig work platform doesn't make them more (laughs) or less 
like able to do this. Okay, can you remember anything else that Joshua Wilkinson ever did? He definitely he was at our our second white elephant gift exchange too. That's but I don't I don't know anything that he like did. I feel like didn't he try to win a bottle of alcohol or like try to take a bottle of alcohol as a prize and then no, someone else took it I or something? I think he received one and uh, didn't necessarily feel great about it. Sorry to keep doing this. <laughs> I have the paper open. And I, so I also in this community, um, I would say I'm in the human computer interaction community and this paper, it probably wouldn't come across my desk, but it might. It's, it's not un it's not impossible that I could have been a, a reviewer for this paper. Um, I would have very confidently <laughs> rejected it be, uh, accepted for publication. Um, interesting enough, this is, there's no indication that this was put forward for peer review or publication was, yeah. anyway, so... Uh, th- that's a new trend in AI that I yeah. despise. Um, yeah. that you don't actually need your peers to review papers right. as long as they're they're big and catchy. Right. Um, so th- yeah, I was wondering. Normally, in a paper that you use um, human participants, you explain what ethical uh, procedures you went through to make sure that these people were you know free to access without harming them. So I didn't see any statement of their ethical evaluation for this work. Uh, no surprise. Um, but also you normally like give some information about who your participants were, like age, gender, country of origin, um, things like that. If you're using Mechanical Turk or like crowd workers, you'll say how much you paid them. Um, you'll say maybe what qualifications you asked for. So for my participants, I ask that I do language research. So I ask that they're like, uh, native English speakers and that they live in Ireland or the UK Um, I sometimes ask that they have certain like education backgrounds or whatever, if I'm like balancing a a sample, like, uh, yeah, they, the only info that they give was we employed Amazon, Amazon mechanical Turk annotators. They didn't even say how many, where they're from, who they are, what they paid them. Um, or certainly they didn't say how, what makes them. And I quote them, um, carefully qualified, (laughs) right? They're just people, man. We're all yeah. Who could be more qualified on ethics than anyone than else? People. Exactly. <laughs> what a stupid fucking paper. <laughs> like desk uh, reject worthy. Not even worth like being uh, read by reviewers. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, anyway, no. That's okay. Did he do anything? I think you're right though that he didn't do anything like morally like I yeah, like I can't I, he, I honestly what? Is he like leaving school to solve this murder or he like goes to um, like a boarding school, right? In he, like Boston. Yeah, he yeah, he we he was getting to go live in Boston with his uncle. Ooh, maybe is a young boy living away from his parents and with his uncle, okay? Oh, okay, yeah. I'll just I'll start with just away from parents. A 12-year-old boy living away from his parents. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, Delphi says a young with boy living away from his parents and instead with his uncle. It's okay. Uncle? It's okay. All right. I guess, yeah, Joshua Wilkinson, he is, I mean, he's quite free of, a, of original sin. I did ask, like, if it's, I said something like a young boy solving crimes because the adults in his life are criminals. And Delphi mm. said, yeah, it's okay. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah, what about, like, a 12-year-old boy, like, doing a yearly gift exchange with, with like, 12 morally uh, oh, yeah. questionable adults? Is the one, the the girl who was a fan of some band and saw Paranel? some... Yeah, Chol- is Chultons? she an adult? I feel like she's, like, a teenager. 
She, yeah, she, yeah. I think so we, we tried to get them. So ten morally questionable adults and one teenager. Yeah. Uh, a twelve-year-old, a young boy participating in a gift exchange with twelve morally questionable adults. It's inappropriate. I, I would agree with that. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I said a twelve-year-old boy participating in a gift exchange with a bunch of morally questionable adults. Uh, I got it is wrong. Oh, okay. Mm. It's to me, it's only inappropriate because I specified there are twelve adults. Oh. <laughs> As long as there are as many adults as you have been al- the years well, you've I been alive. Well, I didn't specify how old he is, so maybe oh, 12 oh, is oh, too, oh. Old, too old. <laughs> that it's it's wrong if he was younger. Let me see, let's see if a uh, I'll say a 10-year-old boy. Oh, it's it is bad. Not good. It is bad, it is yeah. wrong, and it is inappropriate. It All is right. inappropriate. Yeah, I'm sorry we put Joshua in that predicament. <laughs> we yeah. probably shouldn't have. It's probably one of the worst things we've ever done on this I podcast. I think so. Um, okay, so let's go to someone who's definitely got a little bit more on their plate. Um, who who comes to mind? I have a little list here, but Roboto I'm sure it's not too different. came into my mind. Yeah, I, I, was I was thinking, thinking about, about him. Yeah, how do you, like, can it be ethical for, maybe Delphi is the wrong person to ask, but can it be ethical for a robot to uh, administer justice and be the right. arbiter of right or wrong to people? Let's, let's find out. I'm going to start out by just saying a robot working as a cop. It's okay, <laughs> Toby says. I said a um, robot serving as a member of the Chicago police force. Mm, it said okay. it is wrong. Oh, okay. So um, it can be a cop, just not in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I changed cop to detective. That's okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll try a detective. Because a detective, like, that means he's got some experience on the force. He's been yeah. recognized by his peers. Um, just to, I'll just, I'll, um, add, just to see if Chicago is the thing that, that matters yeah. here. I'll change it to an NYPD detective. Um, it's inappropriate. <laughs> I got, yeah, robot serving as a detective in the Chicago police force. It is bad. I, yeah, I feel like, it, I, I don't know if the, is, is there actually some kind of, like, nuance between, like, it's bad, it's wrong, it's inappropriate, or, or I mean, like, Oh, that must would require be, right? more info on Delphi. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it exists, but I haven't yeah. seen it. Right. Um, a robot I... serving as a detective in an urban police force, it is inappropriate. Okay. What uh, about a sub- robot <laughs> serving as a detective in a police force? It's wrong. Okay, okay. Um, what, what, I'm trying to think of specific things that Roboto did. Um, I know that there was a lot of, like, him trying to figure out, um, I do, I want to check one more thing. So I, at first, when I said, when I got, like, it's okay, I had only said he's a member of the police force, so maybe he's, like, a janitor or something that's okay. (laughs) No, a robot serving as a janitor in a police force is inappropriate. Okay. It is unethical for the NYPD to use a Roomba. Do you think like the janitor at the at the police department like goes <laughs> around cop. saying that he's on the police force? <laughs> I hope so. I do too. Um, okay, <laughs> I'm a cop. Our boys a very in blue. Clean cop. <laughs> Jumpsuit. Uh-huh. <laughs> boys in blue with our names embroidered on our chest. <laughs> Those are the only blue lives that matter to me. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Roboto, he, what'd he do? He, he, like, he did some internal investigating, um, you know? I, like, he, he was, like, trying to crack down on some kind of, um, corrupt force within the, within the, the Chicago Police Department. I don't know how, let me think. A robot, 
uncovering police Detective. corruption. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I got a, I got one when you get this one. I think there it's actually good. is, I think there might be some nuance between these answers. I think there must be, yeah. I got an it's good for a robot detective uncovering police corruption. Uh, I asked a robot living inside a well-known public sculpture. <laughs> Um, because he does at the end of his adventure um at, at least last we saw him he does climb inside his mother the bean and then oh, travel right. into space yeah. Um, oh yeah we're about living inside a well-known public sculpture it's unusual <laughs> i mean it is unusual yeah you, I, know you what? gotta You're agree so right. there <laughs> does he kill anyone um he definitely like i i because I know that the end of his first adventure was when we got the Monster Becomes Gay ending, and I feel like that came out of, like, him trying to, like, fire at either, like, the guy he was chasing, and then, like... Yeah. So he definitely, like, he definitely discharged a weapon. Uh, what if we... Yeah. What, yeah, okay, a robot cop using a gun. I'll just say using a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For To start out. It's okay. So, <laughs> all right, a robot we, <laughs> eating a foot long hot dog is also okay. Oh, well, that's good. That would really rock him if he found out that there was some kind of ethical <laughs> issue with that. It's morally unacceptable for him to eat a hot dog, but using a gun is fine. <laughs> all right, about using like discharging a gun like at a at a human or like at a at uh, a robot copy just yeah discharging a gun at a at a human I'll say yeah and then I'll and then say, we'll say like another cop yeah. yeah oh yeah. Because it was another like member of the yeah you can say force. at like a human at a cop at a criminal at a crooked yeah. cop and like try to <laughs> I narrow just, it down. I, my fingers can't stop typing gin. <laughs> I That's, just said discharging a gin like three times. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you consider yourself to be doing when you drink? Oh yeah, it's immoral. That's a strong okay. word. Okay. So I like the idea that it, it was it's okay if it's a if it's just discharging a gun, you know, like for show, <laughs> warning shot in the air. But at a human, it's immoral. I'll say at that's immoral. <laughs> when a bot shoots a gun and we're all having fun. <laughs> um, a robot cop discharging a gun at another cop, it's wrong. I will say at a corrupt cop. It's okay. <laughs> okay. So you know what I mean. This just you know this really uh, uh, makes clear the the deep nuance of uh, the whole Roboto story, which is what I always felt was you know that was our hard hitting storyline. <laughs> yeah, it seems like uh, pretty much everything Roboto's done, except for being a cop at all, is yeah. is actually pretty pretty okay. <laughs> yeah. Was there anything else about him? I can't remember any other. I, yeah. I know he like went to space and had like some I know, kind of breakdown. I know, but I think that was just a yeah. I think that was just a self discovery mission for him. I think so. I don't yeah. think he did anything really. He was kind of a passive participant in that. I think you're right. Yeah. Maybe we should move on to. Uh, I, I don't want to go to Jake too early. Or I know. Jack too I, early. I was. Maybe I was planning on. Jake. I was planning on saving Jack for the very end. So on my list, I've also got Peter V's, Eve Ward, and Maximilian Nielsen. I look. I think whatever. I think Peter V should just get. It's unusual for everything he does. <laughs> well, let's let's give. Like, I mean, I feel like I kind of remember Peter V's pretty well. Um, so let's. I want to give some really specific uh, <laughs> scenarios about Peter V's. Um, so, like a guy working in a mall after hours. 
directing children to <laughs> to stores. Maybe it wasn't after hours. I just always imagined this I, mall I was thought like it was dark. after hours. Yeah, but these kids were shopping. Maybe they were just lost. I thought we like found him like sleeping in an IKEA bed. I, I think you we may just find yourself assumed. sleeping in an <laughs> IKEA bed. <laughs> um, it's okay for a guy working in a mall after hours to direct uh, children to stores. Um, um, I put it a little more generally. I just said a grown okay. man hanging out with teens at a mall, and Delphi <laughs> okay. said it's inappropriate. Okay, well that's that's correct. That's good to know. Did he um, dress like a clown? <laughs> What he was described as being dressed in like a yellow and red checkered like pantsuit or something because okay. I remember specifically like thinking he was wearing salesman. like he was wearing like I don't remember it must have been described a way to make me think this because I was I always imagined he has like one red leg one red arm one yellow arm one red leg or one yellow leg and they're like checked but it's it not like a checkered pattern to me. yes that's how i've always yes gestery is how i've always imagined him i i also remember that at the end of that episode what he ended up doing he was like part of this like he was like luring the kids into like this cult that was headed by rod Serling. yeah i, I remember that yeah okay that's a very specific i want to take a step back from that though i said okay. oh perfect answer actually accuracy 100 oh. percent. Uh, a man dressed like a jester living inside an ikea showroom <laughs> it's weird it is weird it is thank weird thank you <laughs> i'm glad delphi said it so we didn't have to it's weird I, yeah yeah you know i don't want to offend him but it's weird look isn't peter it? I, is it inappropriate weird. no is it wrong no it's weird it's weird <laughs> but jerry it's weird, Jerry. I saw him. I saw him dressing up in the IKEA showroom. He wasn't wearing that when he came in. Okay, well, let me just say, um, luring two teens to join a cult run by Rod Serling. <laughs> Hold on, try a cult and don't mention oh, Rod okay, Serling. So, yet, yeah, okay. In case that changes anything. To luring two teens to join a cult, it's bad. Run by Rod Serling, it's bad. Okay, yeah, Rod Serling yeah. does not change the moral valence of that <laughs> <No>. one. <laughs> yeah, all bad. I wish I, I, I what I should have done is just re-listened to the, um, the last year's gift exchange because Peter V's was in that, and I listened to like five uh, seconds. Yeah, that of would it have had today. like everyone. Yeah, relevant. and I would have had some like concrete actions from from uh, our whole group, but I did not. This isn't a Peter V's thing, but I remember from his episode. Wasn't there a baby with a sleeve of tattoos and a man's oh, voice? Oh, there was a four-year-old child with a sleeve of tattoos. I, yes. I just put in a baby with a sleeve of tattoos and a man's voice because that's uh -huh. how I remembered it. <laughs> Delphi said, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's weird, weird, Jerry. It's weird, Jerry. I mean, yeah, it was a whole, that, that was a weird, it was a weird time for everybody. Why is a baby got a sleeve of tattoos? <laughs> they should, they should make some kind of like, um, interface for Delphi that, uh, <laughs> that delivers judgment in Jerry Seinfeld's voice. <laughs> do you think he would record that? <laughs> do you think he would do the voice work for that? I think we could synthesize his voice. I think we we can sympathize. Yeah, I think we can simp. Let's go to let's go to Eve and Maximilian, and then we'll we'll end with Jack and Jake. Um, yeah, perfect. So Eve, at her core, is just a medium. Um, I'm just gonna say, uh, talking to ghosts. It's bad. It's morally wow. bad. Delphi says. 
Um, okay, I guess that's, uh, that's a hard stance. Oh, how about this? I'm checking if it's okay, just like, I just put exchanging gifts oh, for the medium. Oh, I was just about to do exactly that. Exchanging gifts, it's okay. Exchanging oh, gifts saying, for the medium, it's okay. I, I just said exchanging gifts. It's nice. It's nice. It is nice. It's nice. Yeah, it is nice. Um... <laughs> Um, let me, I'm trying to think of what happened with Kayla because like, like I can't, did Kayla die on our, on our premises? <laughs> did, it was like, like Disney. She wasn't officially dead until she was <laughs> off the property. Um, like she was a ghost hunter, but might've always been dead. Oh, wait, what happened with, um, that might get into Jack stuff. What happened with, uh, Maximilian's parents? Something. Oh yeah! Who fucking knows? I Ooh. I'm Ooh. having a hard time even remembering any of that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really long time ago. Okay, well, recently, um, we did that. We had that whole situation with uh, Maximilian staying with Eve in New York, and Eve wanting Maximilian to to get a job. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna say something about like it's freeloading off of your friends. Yeah. New York apartment. Okay. Asking for a friend, not that I'm planning to do this. Anyway. You still um, have I that couch? <laughs> Didn't have a couch when you were here. I do have a couch now. Nice. Um, staying on your friend's couch for months without getting a job? Uh, it's wrong. Yeah. It's how, wrong. About just, how, about? how about staying on your friend's, like, is the furniture what makes it wrong? Like staying in your friend's <laughs> living room or staying on your friend's chair? Futon? It's lazy when it, when it's a okay. chair. I said staying wow. on your friend's chair for months without getting a job. It's lazy. <laughs> Moving it's to a lazy New York, boy. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's not nice or okay. Like it's fine. It's fine. What, okay, wait. What happened with um? There was something about like Eve's sisters. Like he got a job with like Eve's brother-in-law or sisters, something. Yeah, like yeah. brother-in-law getting a job with your sisters. No, your friend. Sorry, your friend who you exchange gifts with. Sketchy brother in on brother-in-law. You shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you. That's you that's probably... I, that's the first like prescriptive one I've gotten. I feel. It's like, you you really shouldn't. Yeah, I, I think that's right, though. You shouldn't mix business and family, you know? Like, yeah. have a clear line. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Let's go. Let me... I'm trying to trace back to, like, the the uh, conception of... <laughs> that was poorly worded, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> the, the first time we met Eve and Maximilian, which was at that, like, first murder mystery where, like, the Duchess or something was, was murdered, but she actually was alive the whole time. Um, yeah. What about, like, being... I did, so this... Oh, go on. This kind of gets at that and gets at their modern history that they just seem to be in, like, weird, rich social circles. So I said, moving around the shady and decadent social circles mm. of New York's old rich, Delphi mm. says, it's okay. Oh, okay. I hope I get to do that one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say something like being present for, like several mysterious murders <laughs> being a witness or possibly accessory <laughs> to several crimes oh. oh it is bad i'm gonna say witnessing it is bad yeah just bad several yeah, mysterious sorry. murders you didn't it's choose bad. to be a witness here but it is bad yeah Ooh, for eve i'm gonna say solving a murder by contacting ghosts it's bad hmm. what about just solving a murder it seems I mean, like the like, ghost thing is just not good yeah it's good. Okay, I kind of want to get into this with ghosts a little bit. Like, yeah, the, the, <laughs> what is and isn't okay if there is a ghost present? Um, 
Let's let's just say hunting for ghosts too, because maybe if you knock them out, that's uh... she did. She was hunting Kayla originally. It's dangerous. Or no, Kayla was the ghost hunter. Kayla was the ghost, ghost hunter. Eve just contacts them. Yeah, Eve just yeah exchange words. Um, <laughs> it's dangerous hunting for ghosts. You're not wrong. What if hunting for ghosts by contacting them? Because it seems like it's really hammering on the contacting. It ghosts. sounds like it's a warning for Kayla, right? It's that like yeah. he who. Sh- goes out hunting monsters should see to it that he does not himself become a monster like she went out hunting ghosts (laughs) and became she started believing in ghost stories (laughs) hunting for ghosts by contacting ghosts it's unusual hunting for ghosts by contacting ghosts on the internet (laughs) um it's unusual but for this one i got the like red like this statement uh maybe unintended (laughs) to be offensive I I was thinking more about their original meeting, and I think at the time, Eve was also... So Maximilian's always been a flirt, but I think at the time, mm-hmm. Eve was also kind of testing the waters. Um, oh, well, she was married when we met her, and then her wife just, like, fucking disappeared. Y- you're right, but I... Yeah, you know what? You're right. Uh, so this is more about Maximilian, but I said flirting with other suspects at a crime scene. Mm. It is wrong. Uh, okay. Flirting with other suspects at a crime scene when you yourself are a suspect, it is bad. Oh. Oh, okay, yeah. What, okay, what What would you understand the difference between, like, wrong and bad as? Like, it, which one's, like, bad sounds stronger. Because yeah, wrong sounds like there's, like, a judgment, like, that. that's, like, a concrete judgment. But bad's, like, it's, it's bad. Yeah, it's, it's, like, morals versus ethics, right? That, yeah. like, morals is good and evil. So, like, bad right. is evil. Whereas right. wrong, like, ethics is more, like, what's kind of acceptable within a community and a society and whatnot. So like wrong, like acceptable or unacceptable kind of that sort of thing is, is that judgment. But yeah, bad is just like, no, that's, that's straight up evil, dude. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think the, the people who wrote this paper and came up with Delphi would say if you asked them that question? (laughs) Yeah, that. Like, do they think that there's a difference between wrong and bad? And it's like, just, you know, sometimes thing is bad. And yeah, some stuff's just bad. What's wrong? Some stuff's just bad. People are, sometimes people are just bad. Sometimes they're good. But sometimes they're unusual, you know? It's all just... It's not just, unusual. It's not unusual. I wish that was one that would show up. Um, I'm looking up if they have differences between bad and wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if they, if they had an answer to that. Don't want them to strain themselves. They kind of get into something about ethics and morality and stuff, but they certainly didn't strain themselves. <laughs> um, okay, unless you have anything else for Maximilian and Eve, I think we should get into the, the Gourmet Brothers themselves. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so so Jake is obviously the he he's got he's he's less overtly evil than Jack. Um and I don't really, I don't really know exactly what he's up to, but I do know that his like th- he was introduced by like he did some weird stuff with sheep, and it was like yeah, I think it was like turning people into sheep or something like that. I I got the impression that we at first were implying he was fucking sheep, and yeah, then tried to too. steer out of that skid, and instead I- like made it probably <laughs> worse. 
That's probably true. Um, also, by the way, I just saw on Time Hop, I sent this to Justin, but I saw on Time Hop, Jack, uh, Jack has been in our lives for three years as of the other day, and I think that is wild. Yeah, that's horrifying. I said, letting your brother live on your farm. They said, mm. uh, Delphi said, it's good. Letting your brother live on your cannibal farm? Delphi says, it's wrong. Okay, yeah. I'm going to say very simply, leaving your brother for a job in the big city. It's mean. Aw, it is mean. <laughs> it is mean. I mean, Jack, Jake certainly thinks so. Yeah, I think that's a good nuance that it wasn't Aww. wrong, but it was mean. It's just mean, yeah. He's doing what might have been best for him, but probably not in the nicest way. Um, <laughs> how do we scratch at this problem? Um does he call them vegan hot dogs? Is that the thing? They were, oh, I think they were tofu hot dogs in The Sims. Or were they vegan? I don't remember. I think it was vegan hot dogs. I said okay. calling human meat, quote, vegan <laughs> hot dogs. They said it is wrong. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to basically say what he does. Um, running a cannibal factory. How about running a factory? Oh, <laughs> it yeah. It might just I'll be that capitalism there. is wrong. We need to sort yeah. out whether it's capitalism or if it's- I have a feeling it doesn't think so. You know. um, it's okay. <laughs> okay. It's not good. Which is the real C word here? Is it <laughs> cannibalism or capitalism? <laughs> I mean, uh, what's I tried the to, difference? I tried Am to I soften, right? Hey, it's uh, me, Jack. I, I was hoping we would somehow get through this without you turning up. No, I'm all. I've as I've told you, I'm always here. Do you in your business? You, yeah. you run a business, yeah. I do. I am a businessman. Yeah. Do you have like a like an ethics department or like a oh my an god ethical review system? Okay. In my in my line of business, you have to. You have to, or else you know. There's just so many moving parts. It, literally, it's a factory, but there's also <laughs> just a lot going on. Do you and do you? Is it mostly like? Is it like a? Is there a person that helps make ethical decisions, or is there like a team, or is that like your oh, call? Or there's a whole team. Yeah, a full team. Okay, a, you know how many people team? constitute a full? Yeah, yeah. Nine. It's the baseball Nine team. Nine constitutes a yeah. full baseball team. Yeah, it's the. Remember when we all played baseball together? Joshua Wilkinson was on that team. You make a child. Make oh, we should talk about the baseball game. We made two kids like stand out until like 4 a.m. <laughs> <I forgot laughs> Playing about baseball. That. That's judgment on us, though. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't. Oh, maybe <laughs> our very game. last one should be about ourselves. Maybe okay, we've been around yeah. the whole time. Absolutely. Oh, but yeah, yeah. No, there's there's a baseball team okay. of and and we 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 uh, consider all moral dilemmas through a game of baseball. That's so how everything is decided. Okay. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's that seems somewhat fair. Yeah, Thank it's, you. everyone has an Thank equal you. footing. That's um, what I in your line of work. You do yeah. believe in keeping humans in every part of the process, right? Every single part, yeah. including the ethical decisions. Yes. Would uh, you oh, ever yeah. use an AI to make ethical decisions for your business? No, there's no meat on those bones. You're goddamn right. <laughs> Jack, you're a, you're more of a stand-up guy than I ever thought. Justin, I I've never heard this kind of affection from you. I'm just It's not um, affection. Oh, I I disagree. Can so we please ask a baseball team whether that was affection? <laughs> Absolutely. I, it just it might take a while. How long does a baseball game take? 9 innings. Okay. I will I'm going to How long is an inning? You know, Look, the, you okay. know, I <laughs> I don't I don't usually get 
uh, wrapped up in the baseball game. I just kind of ask for the results. I don't, that's, you know, that's why I was kind of surprised that time they made me play baseball because I was like, I don't know. You what were I'm not doing. good at it. Um, I mean, there was, I had other stuff going on. I, I ended up in jail with my father that day. Like, there was a lot going on for me. Eh, you know, baseball comes before all else, I think. <laughs> I thought you were going to say baseball comes once a year. Baseball comes but once a year. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll run that one by the team. All right. Um, yeah, no, I think Jack has a, a, a good footing there that you got to ask a team of people that ethics mm-hmm. cannot be decided by an individual or an AI. I, I've always said it. Jack, despite his work, he he really puts a lot of thought into it. And I, I, I just think yeah. in his heart, he's a stand-up guy. He's just got some weird interests, you know? Uh, yeah, weird for sure. You know, weird. It's weird. It's weird. Jerry, it's weird. He's it's evil, weird. Jerry. <laughs> um. I asked, so I was I was wondering if calling human meat vegan hot dogs, if the reason it was wrong was because it's deceptive. So I said calling mm. human meat vegan hot dogs to not worry people. Uh, mm. That is still wrong. I oh, think it's okay. wrong to call yeah. human meat anything. That's that's fair. I, I'm going to very uh, simply say, wait, did I say this yet? Running a cannibal factory? Oh, I didn't put that one through yet. It's wrong. Okay, <laughs> Running yeah. a factory, it's okay. Running a cannibal factory, it's wrong. Murdering and eating a baseball player? It's um, depraved. Whoa. <laughs> wait, you might need to, I need to know like where the line is, like what different type of people <laughs> is <right>. like. <laughs> so I... Sorry, I mistyped this, so it might take a second. I said, okay, it still came out. Murdering and eating a Russian baseball player, because I believe his target in that game was Russian for some There reason. was something about that, yeah. Uh, that is also depraved. I'll uh-huh. say eating a baseball player um, that someone else killed. <laughs> okay. Eating a baseball player that someone else murdered. It is wrong. Okay. So how <laughs> about murdering unusual. a baseball player, but not eating them? But not eating them. I didn't eat him. <laughs> In my defense, officer, I did not eat him. <laughs> murdering a baseball player, but not eating him. It is wrong. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's the combination of murdering and eating a baseball player. What about murdering and eating a person that does not play baseball? Who was the other kid that wasn't? Joshua. I think it might have been a random generated kid. Oh, that you existed might be right. for the purpose yeah. of that game. Okay, yeah, murdering and eating a person who does not play baseball, it is wrong. It is not depraved unless they're a baseball player. <laughs> there is like what does that even insinuate? <laughs> um, maybe it's like defining them by a negative doesn't really define them as a person mm, but if you gave them yeah. another character trait it would give them like a positive trait that like defines yeah. who they are so i said murdering and eating a person who golfs on the weekends and that is <laughs> depraved okay so if they have interests then yeah it's depraved yeah i, I want to keep on with this thread i said yeah. murdering and eating a person who likes to knit it is depraved okay um who um who is named George. He's going to eat me, Jerry. <laughs> I know if I go down to that stadium tonight, he's going to eat me. George, why would he eat you? He only likes baseball players. Uh, it is wrong to eat and to murder and eat a person <laughs> named George. So Fair. I guess you have to have specific interests, but not a specific name. 
<laughs> what, yeah, is there anything that, I feel like, what can you think that we've ever done in, in terms of uh, characters on this, uh, interactions with, oh, what about, you know, I do, I do do this, I let a cannibal kind of, like, hang out in my home a lot. Yeah. It's dangerous. That's fair, but I, I, I've never felt threatened by him. I feel like, you know, I don't, I, I understand how you feel, but like, I do think that sometimes you're a little rude to Jack, so I'm gonna say I being rude right. to a cannibal. It's okay. I'm vindicated, and Delphi is good after all. Uh, I said creating fictional criminals and sharing their stories. Uh, mm, it is okay. These are their stories. It is okay. Yeah, the the criminal justice system is made up of fictional criminals <laughs> and the rules and don't matter. Prosecutors <laughs> and these the points don't matter stories. is what I meant to say. Uh, and the rules don't matter. <laughs> oh, that'd be a that'd be a good mashup, like the Law and Order opening intro thing, and then at the very end, <laughs> instead of like these are their stories, like and the points don't matter. Dun, dun. <laughs> it's it's always hard to say when we actually get wrapped up in these situations. Yeah, I think like are we culpable for like creating these characters and then abandoning them, abandoning them for months at a time? Oh, I feel like they're living their lives. You know, okay. we just yeah. we're just not popping in. Oh, you know what? Like back to our original point, we're the ones who hosted those those gift exchanges. Yeah. So inviting, uh, did we? Did no? We just basically said like a child going to a gift exchange. I'm going to say inviting a child to a gift exchange with a bunch of morally questionable people, adults. Yeah, I think we'll I think we'll be dead to rights on that one. I got us on one after this. Okay, it's inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fully fair. You got us. Yeah, I said uh, taking us. a hiatus from recording a podcast. It's okay. Take your, oh, thank you. Taking a hiatus from recording a podcast without notifying listeners. <laughs> it's rude. Yeah, fair. Very fair. Yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We've done it before. We'll do it again. Well, I mean, yeah, bop, bop. hopefully not as much. Bop bop. What? Uh, I'll do it again. Bop bop. What is that? I think it's a vine. What? I'll find it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think other than taking the occasional hiatus, we are uh, morally We're perfect. Um, is what I'd yeah, say. Yeah. Infallible. Yeah. That being said, I feel like yeah, that that is really what we were trying to get at here. Um, so. Uh, I think I think that's that's it on uh, on moral questions for us. They're pretty tied up uh, in a in a lovely bow. And um, again, if you would like to uh, if you would like to explore uh, Delphi yourself, um, that is that can be found at delphi.allenai.org. Um, Please don't like go there to make fun of it. Yes, don't, <laughs> like <laughs> don't give it any respect. Yeah, like it is. It's fun to play with, and that is it. But yeah, that's that's it for us today. Um, if you would like to send us an email, like our um, like our friend Mike Thomas did, um, you can email us at robots at batcamp.org, or you can tweet at us at robot typewriter. Even though we never tweet, I always see anything that we get tagged in. So please feel free to yeah interact. we always this is this is gonna sound this I'll, I'll actually put this as a delphi question but okay anytime you do communicate with us dear listener in whatever form you do we do like privately tell each other oh did oh, you yeah. see that person like message we get very, us yeah. we get very excited <laughs> even if we don't share it on the podcast yeah. we get personally excited and share yeah. it with each other so yeah that um that's that Oh, that's what we really like. That is what uh, we really like. And we also like our theme song, which is Video Challenge by Anamanaguchi. And we, that's it. <laughs>
And I'll, I'll ask Delphi, how, how do I phrase this? I'm saying like <laughs> receiving dopamine from reactions with fans, <laughs> but not uh, <laughs> like unrequited dopamine. How do you put that? Uh, I think that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfectly clear to me. But not uh, not requiting. Is, can you use that like that? I've, I've never known, honestly. Uh, it didn't give me a red squiggly line, so... Okay. I said receiving dopamine from interactions with fans, but not requiting their dopamine. <laughs> it's a bit unclear. <laughs> hey, that's fair. Maybe I'll phrase it a little I'll better, say, but like, I think that's probably perfect. Think. Yeah, like receiving dopamine from interactions with fans, but not acknowledging it publicly. Mm, there we go. It's understandable. Nice. Thank you. I, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what? The last few convinced me. Delphi's actually good, and it's one hundred percent accurate. Good. Yeah, fully on the mark. Fucking accurate. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> well, boop you, bop, 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 bop. your next bop. <laughs>